0: What can I do in this moment that will make me feel like I've calmed the chaos? Hi, friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog, and now I am the CEO of the LaRue Brand, a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I'm so happy you're here with me today. We are back in my apartment with the typical recording setup, and I have a very funny slash ironic slash exciting episode to record for you. So last week, I was so like in the zone and in the flow. And I was like, you know what? I feel like this positive chaos energy is coming. I feel good. And I recorded a podcast about that, about how to let the chaos energy fuel you. And then that was on a Monday. I recorded that like Monday late afternoon. And then Monday through yesterday, which is Sunday, was pure freaking chaos I was so overwhelmed I had so much going on I was in Charleston for my partnership working with a client and then I was doing other client work I have a major client coming up with my partnership with Rachel in Charleston in the beginning of August and I am kind of like very nervous slash very excited about it and just we're putting in so much work and so much effort into this project so it's just like at the forefront of my mind at all times and I've been working on like representing things and rebranding things and I'm working on a new launch coming up which is very exciting and working on continuing to like train Anna in all of these things and there's just a lot a lot going on right so, I found it very ironic. I guarantee you I thought about this like at least a dozen times last week or over the course of the last several days about how ironic it is that I recorded that podcast and then the the universe freaking hears you, dude. The universe is always listening and she heard me say, "Chaos, yep, you got it. Here it comes. Here comes some chaos energy for you." So, in tune with that, I decided as I was sitting down to record this podcast, which I kept telling myself, I didn't have time to do because I have been prioritizing client work over everything which in some ways yes I should be doing but in other ways I can't prioritize client work all the time because then I won't grow if I don't prioritize content if I don't prioritize growth in general I won't be able to grow so I have to make the time during the day to do these types of things to do things that prioritize the business first and I was thinking about recording this podcast, and I was like, you know what? What I really want to talk about is the opposite of what I talked about last week. So you're getting both sides of the coin. So this week, we are talking about how to calm the freaking chaos. And it's very funny. Lots of irony is going to be sprinkled into this episode because I also, if you don't know this, just going to put in a little tidbit here. I also have a newsletter that goes out every Friday. That is fantastic. It's so much fun to write. I just so much enjoy it because you're just getting like a little blip of every piece of content, of the mood for the week, of the energy for the week in this short email, right? And it only goes out once a week. And when you subscribe to LaRue, you get the welcome series, which is five emails, and then you just get newsletters every week. That's all I send out. So in the newsletter at the very bottom, I pull a card each week for kind of like the energy or the message that you should receive this week. And the deck I pull from is very ironically called Calm the Chaos. So I thought to introduce this episode, I would pull a card from that deck and read it to you. And then we can just kind of go from there and talk about how to calm the chaos. So this is going to be now a two-part episode talking about chaos energy. Part one is all about how to let the chaos energy fuel you. If you're someone who can thrive off the hustle and bustle of the busy, of having so much to do and having so much on your plate, great, that podcast is for you. If you're someone who needs more calm energy, more calming of the chaos energy, obviously this podcast will be for you. However, my hope is that both of these podcasts are for everybody. My hope is that when you feel the chaos energy fueling you, follow the instructions of last week's episode follow the energy follow the follow that vibe and follow those instructions to keep that chaos energy rolling but also keep it motivating you and not letting it overwhelm you but then when you're also in a moment where you need the calm energy this is the podcast you need to listen to about how to regroup how to reprioritize how to set some instructions for yourself on how to calm the chaos that's happening so for example obviously last week. That was the podcast I needed to record. Right. I was in that chaos energy. It was fueling me. It was motivating me. And it still is. But I am feeling a bit overwhelmed because I think mainly the overwhelm is coming from the fact that I'm going on vacation next week and I would really, really just like to enjoy the actual vacation and not have to work the whole time. Now, a part of being an entrepreneur is obviously that you are working 24-7. Your business is your is a part of your identity and a part of your life, and I don't want to separate that, so I'm fine with that. But I'm really hoping that next week I can do more fun things, more things that I've been pushing off the priority list. So this week, I'm really prioritizing a boatload of client work, a boatload of content, so that next week I can work on some fun stuff like the launch that is happening soon and things like that. So... These podcasts, two-parter, all about chaos energy, all about how to fuel it and calm it. And I think that that's really a great message to have as sort of an evergreen kind of podcast to come back to because there are going to be moments in our lives where the chaos energy is abundant. It's fueling us. It's a lot, you know, that happens. I think we get like bursts of the chaos energy in our businesses, in our careers, in our education, in whatever it is that is going on in your life, in relationships even. And then you get a burst of calm energy where, you know, you're waiting for fuel to hit the fire, really. So this is This is essentially things that can happen over the course of a week or you can have like a burst of chaos energy that's a month long and then you hit a calm energy. Like if you're if you're a business owner and you're coming up to a launch, right, or things like that, I would say there was like a month and a half ago where I was in a a week or two of really calm energy. Actually, it was when I updated you guys on my health. Thankfully, when I got really sick, there was a moment that kind of lined up with a moment in my client list where I had offloaded a lot of clients and was waiting to onboard clients because a lot of my clients are, you know, a little bit older where they have kids. So the summer was just the beginning and people were like, I need two weeks, I need three weeks before I start this project, before I onboard this project. So that kind of broke up my schedule a little bit and that calm came in, that calm set in where honestly I was getting quite a bit bored, but it also worked out in the fact that I was sick. I would say that calm energy was about like a month, a month and a half long, where it would have been really great had I already hired Anna so her and I could be tackling those projects that we're now tackling. But you know what? The chaos energy is here. She's staying. She's thriving. And we are just feeding off of her and embracing her, but also not letting her overwhelm us. So I'm gonna dive into this card that I pulled from the Calm Your Chaos or Calm the Chaos deck. it, it, it says 65 Simple Practices for a More Peaceful Life. And the author is Nicola Reyes Teg Tegard Tejart to something. T A G G A R T. I I'm assuming that might be French. And she is the author of the Calm the Chaos Journal life leadership and success coach based in san francisco so this is the deck i'm pulling from i'm pretty sure jessica emily gallo my the love of my life i'm pretty sure she got this deck for me but i honestly can't quite remember so just when you're listening to this podcast text me and let me know if you did in fact get that deck for me <laughs> but we are pulling a card so i already did it and the card is your life is your own to create So then on the back, there are two paragraphs always. The first paragraph is usually like amusing about the sentence or phrase on the front of the card. And then the second paragraph is usually kind of instructional, like an encouragement to do so and so over the next week. So the first paragraph, the kind of musing about the card is living someone else's idea of success is a surefire way to create more stress and unhappiness in your life. When you're focused on achieving someone else's dreams, you miss out on your own beautiful journey. And the second paragraph, which is more like an instruction, says, The next time you find yourself trying to satisfy someone else's definition of success, close your eyes and gently remind yourself that your life is yours and yours alone to create. You are walking your own beautiful, unique path. Living in a way that supports your values and dreams is a courageous, life-affirming choice that will reward you in endless ways. So I think that's a beautiful card. I did not change it. I kind of, you know, just wanted to let the card come out and use it as a little bit of instruction for this video to calm the chaos. So on that note, calming the chaos is definitely about... Not letting all of these outside voices that we consume so much daily intrude on your own voice, on your own dreams, on your own passions. We let so much of social media and people of influence, um, both you know, publicly and personally, so bosses, parents, friends, um, all types of people influence our lives into somewhat sometimes you know getting to the point where that influence kind of corrupts our own thoughts and our own musings and our own dreams and passions to the point where the line becomes very blurry of is this what I want or is this what someone wants for me or is this what I want or do I think this is what I want because so and so has it or so and so does this or this person has it and this person's successful because of it so In this form, calming chaos definitely means calming the outside voices that are intruding on your own. I think that this is a really great way to think about calming the chaos in an overall chaos energy. And what I mean by that is when you're in chaos mode and it feels uncomfortable and it feels overwhelming, and you're trying to calm those feelings. Allowing yourself to step away, and we're going to get into kind of the instructions of what I believe or how I practice calming the chaos, but for example, one of them would be stepping away and doing like a brain dump of your thoughts and correlating what thoughts are actually feel like your own and what thoughts feel like maybe an intrusion of someone else's thoughts or a thought of social media or something you picked up somewhere and just decided that was what you needed. So I think a great way to practice this is brain dumping. I love brain dumping. I set a timer on my phone for 10 minutes and I just journal. I try not to pick my pen up off the paper as numbing as that feels on your hand. I try and just write and write and write and let my thoughts just pour out of me, whether it's about every single person in my life, whether it's about business, whether it's about my mindset, something that's stressing me, something that's making me happy even. I just brain dump until that timer goes off and then I process those thoughts. I read it back to myself. It can be messy. It can be scratchy. does not need to be whole sentences. Just process. Just, I'm sorry, actually don't process. Just brain dump and then process. So in this kind of overall context, this card about being your life is your own to create is a great instruction on reminding yourself that, outside voices, no matter how loud they seem they can get, or no matter how influential someone else's thoughts or actions or successes have influence on you, it's important to create that separation. It's important to calm the the voices and the thoughts happening around you and make sure you're giving a microphone to the voices that are actually within you. Make sure you're amplifying the thoughts that you that you have that feel like your own. The thoughts and passions and dreams and goals that feel like they're wholly yours. And I've definitely, definitely fallen subject to lots of outside influence where for a minute of my life, you know, it feels like a minute, but it's, you know, a good portion of time. For a moment of my life, I definitely thought I wanted something that I now realize I absolutely do not want. And a really, really, really great example of this personally for me is social media influence. I solely, and this is getting very, very candid, but I'm always trying to be honest with you guys. I solely do not want a major following because of backlash, because of cancel culture, because of how Absolutely crude and horrible and mean people can be on the internet. I was just having this conversation with a client and we were talking, she's she has kids, and she was telling me about how her, I think she said 12 or 13-year-old does not have a phone, or I'm sorry, has a phone but cannot have social media. And I, you know, at at this day and age, 13-year-olds, that's pretty old not to have social media, which is sad, right? But we were talking about why, and I said, you know, something of a huge fear of mine is gaining some sort of influence, or not even any sort of influence, but having a video recorded of me that, you know, says something out of context, or just having something of me go viral in a negative way, and how people from all ends of the earth will come at you with bladed fingertips and tell you, horrendous things of what you should do to yourself what people want to do to you etc we're not going to get into all that but anyways the point of it all of that was saying is that there was a point in my life where I did think I wanted to become an influencer and I think that at this age I think everyone goes through that phase of thinking they want to become famous on the internet but have you actually sat down and pondered that thought have you actually sat down and pondered both the positive and negative repercussions of what that would mean in your life and if the answer is no then I encourage you to actually do that sit down and, and brain dump the positives and the negatives weigh them and see which side you fall strongly to like what what do you think is positive about becoming famous and what do you think is negative and ask yourself what that means to you which one feels more important and When I was pondering all of that and when I actually reflected on what that would mean, I just don't think, and it's not that I don't think I'm strong enough to handle something like that. I I do think so. I just don't think it's for me. Now, I don't mean that selfishly in a way of like, oh, I can totally get famous tomorrow, but I'm just choosing not to. That is certainly not what I mean. What I mean is that Owning my own business, social media is a really big part of that. And it's something I've strayed away from as much as I can. Thankfully, onboarding Anna and having an assistant now, it is something we're prioritizing. However, my goal is not to grow to a million followers in a year. It's just not something I see myself having nor wanting. I truly want just an intimate following, whatever that means, you know. Gotta have like a good, a good amount, but I don't need a million followers. I don't think I even need a hundred thousand followers. Just an intimate following of passionate, like-minded women who come to me for the right reasons, who come to LaRue and come to the creative studio for the reasons of being intentional, building an intentional business, getting, you know, luxury branding and finding inspiration. Like, that's all I want. I don't need to be famous. I don't need to be selling you products. I don't need to be doing X, Y, and Z. And, you know, when I started LaRue, that's definitely what I thought I wanted. It, It is, but I think... I was fallen subject to all of these outside voices and seeing and following so many successful influencers and saying, oh, that looks so easy. I can do that. And it's just not true. And I decided that it wasn't for me. And that's why social media has taken a huge backseat in the business. And it's not a high priority. And, you know, I am shifting that a little bit, but it's not going to be number one. I'm not going to be churning out like three reels a day tomorrow. I just don't think that that's necessary for me. And it's not of high importance. So anyways, going back to the overall message of this podcast, being that when we're calming the chaos, this was a great example, I think, of a small, intimate way of calming the chaos, of not letting all of this outside influence, all of these outside voices, influence you just a bit too much. Allow the influence to happen. We're all going to be influenced sometimes in really, really, really positive and amazing ways. But there are boundaries we have to set to make sure that, This influence that we're following via social media, even friendships, like, you know, your friends influence you greatly, your parents, your family, relationships, professors, whomever, colleagues, your boss, whatever. So many people in our lives provide us so much influence. But at the end of the day, it's really great to create a little bit of separation and decide what influence you want to carry into the next day and what influence you're ready to leave behind. I think that that's a really great way of calming the overall chaos of your life because when you're sitting down with an overwhelming to-do list and you're so confused about where to start and you're just sitting there ready to burst into tears about all of the work you have to get done whether it's for school whether it's for your job whether it's for entrepreneurship whether it's for a passion project and work whatever it is whatever to-do list you're looking at The most important thing is prioritizing that list in a way that will make you feel good. So this is a great way, again, that we can allow influence to influence us just a bit too much to where we're prioritizing things that actually don't feel a priority to us. So again, going back to this example of social media and influencer culture, when I was first starting out with LaRue, you know, in the first, I would say, six months to a year, Social media was on that priority list and every time, I am not kidding, every time when I went to go touch anything to do with social media, I would dread it, but I prioritized it because that's what I thought I needed to do because influencers were telling me to do that because blogs that were telling me how to be successful in your business were telling me to do that, X, Y, and Z. I was letting so much outside influence tell me how to prioritize my life how to prioritize my business how to set priorities within those genres of my life so anyways again keep going keeping to go back to the overarching message of this podcast calm in the chaos there are so many ways to do this but I'm actually so glad I pulled that card because at first when I read it I thought it felt too intimate and too close like of one kind of way you can calm the chaos, but I do think as I am talking this out, love this, love when this happens, that it is a great overarching message to the message overall, being that when you're overwhelmed, no matter what the subject of overwhelm is, make sure that I I, I strongly encourage you to do this in a way that is brain dumping, brain dump, and then process that brain dump in a way that feels good to your priorities, good to the inner voice that you have. Make sure that when you're feeling the chaos become overwhelming and you're ready to calm it, make sure that you're looking at your list of priorities or whatever feels overwhelming to you and you're processing it in a way that is comfortable for you, in a way that is processing your voice and your voice alone don't let too much of the influence influence you. Because eventually what's going to happen is you're going to lose your own voice. You're going to lose your own values and your own dreams and your own goals and your own passions. And that line is going to become so, so blurry that in a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, however long it takes, you're going to get to a place where you're wondering who you are, wondering what your actual goals are, wondering why you did what you did to get wherever you are. And if it's not actually what you want. You know, it's like people who I read this all the time in like, you know, fiction novels, or you see this all the time in movies or whatever it is. And I, I'm, I know for sure this happens all the time in real life, but it's about people who like go to med school. And then it, when they're starting their residency and they're like 150, 200 K in debt, they decide, Oh, I want to be, you know, I want to do pottery. I want to open a pottery store. I want to open up a, a paint store. I want to be an artist suppressing that side of yourself whether that you know typically that comes from like parental influence or whatever but when you're suppressing the true side of yourself when you're suppressing the true voice within you for so so long everything bringing this back to the the main topic of this podcast everything in your life feels like it becomes so chaotic because you're and this really rounds this out to a really wonderful intentional conversation being that When you suppress that side of yourself, you are telling yourself the parts of you that feel true, the parts of you that feel aligned physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, soulfully with the universe, you're telling those parts of yourselves that they can no longer exist, that they're not accepted, that they're not welcome. And that chaotic energy that you feel with telling yourself these things is simultaneously depressing it is anger fueled, it is resentful, it is sad, it is hurtful, it is all of the things that we don't want to feel on a daily basis. And we're fueling those things by telling ourselves, no, I need to be doing this instead of this, whether that's major influence, little influence, etc. So the point of all of this is to say, listen to your voice, listen to your inner voice, listen to what they have to say to you, and let that voice speak up. Let that voice be heard. When you're feeling chaotic, Let your inner voice tell you what to prioritize and what to do. Now, going off of that full, very full message, I want to offer you a couple of ways to actually do this, to actually calm the chaos besides brain dumping, which I think is just a number one way to do it. Another way, instead of brain dumping, being brain dumping is like the way to process so much at once. If you need a second before you do the processing, meditation, breath work. All of the things that feel calming. To calm the chaos, we must get to a place that feels calm. So you need to step away from your desk. You need to take a breather. Do some breath work. Follow an online meditation. Don't do something that feels too long because you're not going to be able to stay focused for that long. Don't do something that's 25 minutes. I would say max out at 10 minutes. 5 to 10 minutes is a good sweet spot. And meditate do breath work, listen to binaural beats, listen to calming, meditative, like, music that you get a massage to, you know what I mean? Like, listen to music that has no words, or do a meditation, calm the chaos, step away from wherever the energy, like, the physical energy is feeling chaotic. So if that's your desk, walk away. If that is your bed, walk away. If that's a situation between you and another person, walk away. Wherever the physical energy is feeling chaotic, take a moment to remove yourself from that chaos energy. Go somewhere that feels calmer. Your bed, your your couch, your car, go for a walk. A walk is a great option. Get outside, get some fresh air, and simultaneously be doing the podcast, be, or I'm sorry, be doing the meditation, or be doing the breath work, or Listen to a podcast. Podcast is actually great. Listen to this podcast, Calm Your Chaos, (laughs) or listen to a podcast that feels encouraging, whatever, etc. Step away, always step one. Wherever it feels chaos, just walk away. There are, I've told you guys about this, this like brief moment last year when I first moved here where everything felt chaotic and I was constantly having panic attacks. I was constantly feeling overwhelmed because I just didn't know how long it would take for me to start feeling like that that chapter was ending, which it finally did, you know, close to August. I would encourage you to go back and listen to podcasts like more towards the beginning of the year where I start talking about, you know, reaching that shift and reaching that next life chapter. But going back to calming the chaos, what I would do is I would walk away from my desk, especially if I felt like I, I was reaching the, the point where the chaos was turning into a panic attack I would walk away. Now, what I'm about to say, this is not something I'm saying as a doctor, as a physician. I'm saying this out of my own accord for what's worked for me. I do not suppress panic attacks. I have to let them happen. I have to let the crying happen. I have to let the the out-of-control breathing. I have to let the out-of-control heartbeat happen. And I have to just kind of let it go and and move through it as best I can. I cannot suppress panic attacks because if I do, they will come later and they will come harder and meaner and harsher. So if that is applicative to you, great. You know, take that what you will. But if you are someone who can't perhaps handle panic attacks or can suppress them and move on, and I don't want to say suppress like it's a bad thing, but can keep them in I don't know or or let the panic out in a different way great do that if that means like going to a hit workout class or going to like a boxing class or going for a swim or intensive workout you know releasing endorphins and energy that way great do your thing however the chaos energy is think of it like What's a what's a good example of this? Like, I feel like we see this in, you know, action movies or like superhero movies a lot where you're seeing this like bubble of energy swirl and it's getting bigger and bigger. Think of this bubble of energy, this small light within your chest, right? And when the chaos energy starts to happen, the light starts to dim. It starts to go black. So let's say it starts out white and it's starting to swirl. And in within your body, within your mind, it's picking up All of this chaos that's happening, all of these extracurricular thoughts that you can't make a cohesive thought together with, all of this extra crap that's just swirling around in your mind, and this ball is getting bigger and bigger and darker and darker. Think of it that way, and then however you can release energy, whether you need to do it through the panic attack that's coming, or you need to do it through exercise or even meditation where you essentially i think in the calmer ways to do it i would say you're then reversing the process where the ball is swirling counterclockwise now and it's becoming lighter and becoming smaller and you're processing those thoughts either way however you want to get rid of that ball of energy whether it's reversing it or releasing it that's what you need to do you need to release the energy reverse the energy reverse the chaos energy And release the chaos energy so that you can come to a point of steady means, steady feet, two feet on the ground where you can process your thoughts. The ways to do this, breath work, step away from your desk, meditate, listen to a podcast, go for a walk, get in an exercise. And the most important thing, the most, the two, I'll say two, the two most important things that you have to do. Are when you're ready to process things again and you're ready to start over, when you sit back down at your desk, when you are ready to have that hard conversation, when you're ready to prioritize your to-do list, you have to take one thing at a time. Because if you look down at that to-do list or if you sit down at your sit down back at your desk and decide you're you're in that chaos energy again, it's just gonna feel heavier, it's just gonna feel harder. When you've calmed down, when you've either released or reversed the chaos energy, you have to sit down with a calm mindset. One thing at a time. That's all I need to do. One thing at a time. And slowly but surely, you will check things off your to-do list, or you will have that hard conversation, whatever it is that feels chaos. And you'll get to a point where the list, the conversation, the moment, whatever feels chaos again, No longer feels chaotic. To calm the chaos, you must take things one step at a time. You must give yourself the room to release and reverse this energy that feels chaotic so that when you sit back down, so that when you reapproach a situation, you're not in the overwhelm. You cannot release it and then absorb it back up again. You cannot reverse it and then re-reverse the ball once again to gather all this energy that feels chaotic. When you release and when you reverse, it has to be permanent. Calm down, sit down, walk away, reapproach the situation and reprioritize your list. Ask yourself, what can I do right now that will make me feel like I've accomplished something? What can I do at this very moment? And typically, you know, the Virgo and me would tell you to start with a to-do list. Or if it's a conversation, start with a topic list. What can I do in this moment that will make me feel like I've calmed the chaos? Another beautiful episode in flow that felt so good. I was totally in the zone. I loved it. And I feel like this was very serendipitous to last week. I'm really happy that the universe handed me this, this beautiful moment to talk to you guys about calming the chaos because we all just know it. Life can get so chaotic. Life can get so hectic and obviously I'm going to tell you from an intentional standpoint and from a Virgo standpoint to get your shit organized, obviously. We all know this. We need to be organized to calm the chaos. But beyond that, do do the things I said. Listen to the inner voice. Listen to the voice that feels like your own and Do the things that feel comfortable for you to either reverse or release the chaos energy. That is what I've got for you guys. This was a two-part beautiful episode. I'm so happy I got to record these. They feel so good. It's so strong and I definitely think they're going to become very evergreen to the podcast. I wouldn't doubt if they become so listened to because they are so fabulous and I love you all so so dearly and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.